Let us look to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we magnify and we glorify your precious name. And this day, Lord God, we just thank you for another opportunity that we have right now and have had this morning to experience your presence, Lord God. To bask in your presence, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, through every song and through every prayer, Lord God, that, that we know that your presence was with us and that we are able to feel you, Lord God, as you, by your rainless spirit, Lord God, dwell in this place with us, Lord God. We thank you for your presence right now, Lord God. And so as we move into the word, Lord, we know that there's a word from you, Lord God, that you want to impart to us. So I pray right now that every heart is open. Yes. That we that every mind is shut off from the cares of life, the things uh, that, that, that is going on in our natural lives, Lord God, but that we place our attention, Lord God, right before the throne of grace right now. That we may sup with you and hear from you, O oh Lord. Speak to our hearts, O oh God. Right now, with the unadulterated truth, Lord God, you speak to our hearts, not Pastor John, Lord God, but you speak to us, Lord God, that we may be able to receive a word from on high, Lord God, that will change us today, Lord God, that will rearrange some things in our life, Lord God, that we will never be the same. Hallelujah, Lord. So, Lord, we, we right now, Lord God, we, we open ourselves and we sprawl ourselves before your altar today, Lord God. And we say, have your way, Lord God. Have your way in our hearts to, to mold and to make us, Lord God, into the image of your, your son, Lord God, that we may be vessels that are fit this day and every day going forward for your use with the time that we have left here. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Come on, somebody. If you're in agreement with that prayer, say amen. Hallelujah. If you want God to speak to your heart on this morning, let the church say amen. Hallelujah. If you will, turn your Bibles with me to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We'll be visiting several books and, and verses on today. But we'll start with the text verse of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And our text verse this morning is verse 17. This is a, uh, a verse that we all are also familiar with. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. In, there, in that verse consists of three words. And these three words would be the title of our message on today. It says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Today, the title of our message is pray without ceasing. And, and there, God wants us to understand that the joy of the Lord and, and all that, that we need is it, 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 it's, it's founded in praying without ceasing, my friends. There's many of us that are, believe in God, but God is at this point in time is really calling the church to pray. 
And praying, uh, you hear me say this before on many different occasions, praying, could, uh, it's, 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 uh, in other words, is communication with God. Praying is communicating with God. And, and, and one of the things that we want to do first and foremost as we define what praying is, as the word of God tells us to pray without ceasing, praying is communication. And in, in good communication, what happens? In good communication, it's a two-way street. In good communication, it's not just a one-way street. Uh, matter of fact, that even we know this in, in our natural relationships, that uh, co good communication is not just me being able to say everything that I want to say and you not being able to say anything. It's not a one-way street. Good communication comes with, with the consistency of one being able to express themselves and another being able to do the same. Come on, somebody. And, and it's no different than in prayer that God, as he wants us to pray without ceasing, he's looking for us to make our petitions be made known. And the word of God tells us to make your petitions be made known unto God. So he do want to hear from us. But in this good communication called prayer, he wants to be able to speak as well, my friend. I don't know how many of us, did you ever think about it? Did you, do you really know that praying is not just you telling God what you want? But it's us sitting before God and listening and being able to receive by the Spirit that which the, 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 the God is, is speaking to us. You see, and that is the fullness of what prayer is all about. Come on, somebody. So let us, so no matter what we've done in the past, know today and moving forward that, that in your prayer time with God that it's going to require you to say some things, but then it's going to, call, it's going to require you to sit still and then be able to receive some things. Because many of us in our prayer, we, we've made our petitions be made known unto God and we took off like a jackrabbit right after that and never been able to hear anything that God has wanted to say to us. And then sometimes we wonder why is it that God is not answering my prayer? Well, he wanted to talk to you. You asked him about this certain thing. You asked him to do a thing. And before he could even say anything, so you asked him, and, and see, the reason why we got to know what prayer is and how it consists uh, and, and how it works, that we may be on the right page with God because if otherwise then our prayer become a dictation to God. We, our prayer can be easily become if we ain't understanding this. So no, this, this message ain't going to make you jump up and shout, but this is one that God wants to inform and speak to your heart. He, this is one that God wants to take us to a, the next level or a new level in him in our relationship that we desire to have with him. And he says, I need you to get a clear understanding today, my friend, that prayer requires you to listen to me as well, because otherwise you're dictating to, to, to Almighty God. Which one of us, if we really think about it, that we could command God as to what he needs to do or dictate to him? Do you know what a dictatorship is? See, a dictatorship is one that, that gives instructions and that's what it is, that's, that's all it is, and they don't nobody else need to say nothing or do nothing. See, in the United States, well, we would be in trouble if we lived in a dictatorship. But we live in, 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 in something called uh, democracy. Come on, somebody. You know, where, where we're supposed to have a voice, but that's a whole nother, uh, a whole nother thing. I ain't going to go down that road right now. But the real reality is, is that when you understand what dictatorship is, is that is one just that's filling out that which 
what he wants, and that's the way it's got to be. If we don't want to have that, that's not the foundation of our relationship with God. And so God is just wanting to appeal to our hearts and give us understanding. The Bible says in the, in the book of Proverbs, and it, you know, as it pertains to wisdom, he says, give wisdom. But he says also, in all you're getting, get what? Get understanding. And he wants to give us some understanding because see, this understanding is going to give us the, the chance and, and the, under, the knowledge to be able to walk in the wisdom of God. Amen. And for us to be able to grow in God. And that, so now, as we learn more about what prayer really is and how to pray, and that is not just the words that we say, but knowing that there is a real significance, my friend, to being able to sit before the Lord and hear what God says. You know, and also one thing that I do want to say right now is that, you know, in our prayer time, uh, you know, we don't always have to be the one to speak first. Come on, somebody. So, so that means that we can go into prayer and, 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 and start our prayer by sitting before the Lord and listening to what he has to say first. Matter of fact, it behooves us to allow God to speak first. I know that could be very difficult for most of us because most of us, when we go into prayer, then we're going into it for a specific reason that we have. But God says, I need you to come into prayer sometimes for the specific reason that I have. Glory be to God. Come on, somebody. And the thing about this is, is you're talking about change in your life. You're talking about of being able to have an understanding, uh, being able to be strengthened. We pray, we talk about uh, the strength that God gives. And yes, he gives strength and he will give strength. But that strength comes to understanding, my friend. It comes to understanding. Jesus knew that even when he spoke in Luke chapter 18. When he says that men are also always to pray. That man ought always to pray. Glory be to God. And Daniel knew this. And let's go to Daniel chapter 10. Daniel uh, found this out himself. See, Daniel was a natural man like you and me. Daniel was a man that had a heart after God. He had a heart and a desire for the Lord. And see, Daniel had to learn some things. Daniel had to come to this place of understanding some things. And so we see a great example in Daniel chapter 10. Many of you may know this story. <coughs> and as you turn there, one of the things, let me just give you a quick background of Daniel, the prophet Daniel and who he was. Daniel was a man of God. Some of you may know the stories even from being a child growing up. Uh, you heard about the story of Daniel and the lion's den, where Daniel was thrown in the, uh, the den of lions with the, by the king and, 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 and but none of the lions could could open their mouth to even do anything against them and that was because of God and God alone Amen. I just say that because just to emphasize the fact that Daniel we're talking about that Daniel the Daniel that had a heart for God do you have a heart for God today is your desire to, to love God and to follow him as we just talked about is your heart uh, just as the young man came forth, uh, do you have a heart to gain the understanding that we must live by the Spirit and, to, and, and we must deny ourselves? Daniel was that man. He was one that God loved and, 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 and trusted. Look here in, in Daniel chapter 10, verse 10. Here's the story. It says, suddenly a hand touched me. 
which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. So here, what that describes, my friend, is that Daniel was laid out prostrate before the Lord. And he said to me in verse 11, O Daniel, man greatly beloved. See, there's that, the, the indication. See, Daniel was a man that was loved by God. He says, understand the words that I speak to you and stand up right. Get on your feet. For I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking, and this is an angel, by the way, while he was speaking these words to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand, there is that understanding, and to humble yourself before your God. Your words were heard, your prayers were heard from the first day. From the first day. Here, what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to us on today, this is powerful, my friend, and it's, it, 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 is, it, it is needed for us to go to that next level. He says, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard, your prayer, your, your proclamation was heard. And he says, and I have come because of your prayers. I have come because of your words. This is important for each and every one of us right now because some of us is going through some things and some of us have been praying and, and, and sending up words to God and we are not sure that God has heard us. But just like God sent the angel to Daniel, he wants to tell somebody that from the first day that you wanted this understanding, from the first day that you have set your heart to be humble before the Lord, that he has heard you, my friend. That he has heard you. Let me uh, also remind us of this. See, and, and, and you might, you want, let's, let, let me remind you of something that, that can qualify us to be uh, as Daniel was. And it's only really one real qualification as it pertains to prayer, that, or one prerequisite, I should say, that, that, it, that it pertains to prayer that we need to be assured of in order for God to hear us. And that comes out of uh, Psalms chapter 66, verse 18. And many of you are familiar with it, especially those of you that are part of the women's ministry because you guys are on a series that, that has lasted for some time and will probably go on for some time where you're studying uh, uh, the subject of what happens when women pray. And, 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 from, and the first thing that you learned that, that Proverbs chapter 66 says is that if you hide iniquity in your heart, then God won't hear you. He cannot, will not, if we therefore harbor or hide iniquity in our hearts, then, then our prayers, come on somebody, cannot be heard by God, no matter how much he wants to. This is a part of the way it is. And it's set in stone. So the prerequisite, the only prerequisite to us being able to be the, uh, the man or the woman, just like Daniel was, the greatly beloved, in terms of God being able to hear our prayers is that we examine ourselves. Come on, somebody. It's to make sure that we ain't harboring iniquity in our hearts. Are you, uh, in, 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 
Are you going through some things or have you experienced some things that, that may uh, that, that you may be holding on to? That you're not willing to let go because somebody said this or somebody did this. And that you're not going to do to me. That, that I'm not going to take from you. And that can come from a co-worker, that can come from a husband, that can come from a wife, that can come from a mother or a, a father. It can come in, in any type of relationship. But God, the only prerequisite God says that because God is for us. And when God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. And the thing about it, he says that for me to hear your prayer and for you to know and have an assurance, glory be to God, that I've heard you. It's just the book of 1 John says that if we know that he heard us, our, 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 our proclamations, then we know that he will answer. Amen. And this is the only way that we can know that he's heard us, that he may be able to answer, my friend. And that is that we are not harboring iniquity in our hearts. So God is calling us first and foremost to do an examination. If you wonder why God hasn't heard your prayers or, or, or the answer hasn't came, it may not even be that just yet. We're going to get to the second part. But the first part is for you to make sure that you're in the right place. And that is an exact, it causes you, us to have to examine ourselves. You know, and that ain't something that we always want to do. And especially when we feel, when we feel hurt. When we feel pain, we don't always want to examine ourselves in that situation because what we want to do is examine the, the, the person that distributed that hurt and that pain. You know, and, and, and therefore, when we cannot even examine ourselves, and God is calling us to, even when you've been hurt, he wants you to examine yourself. As much as it depends on you to be at peace with all men, so that requires us to look at ourselves. Did I play any part in this? And if I did, it, even if it was just a little bit, can I humble myself? Glory be to God. See, Daniel was a humble man. He was first a beloved man. He was a man that desired understanding, and he was a humble man. That's, that's the next thing. He humbled himself before God. And what does that mean? That means that he was able to examine himself. That even if he played just a little bit of part, that he was willing to be able to repent. See, and that's a tough thing for us. How many of us want to repent when we've been hurt? Yes. For anything. Well, I know that, okay, even if it comes to our mind, well, I know I said this, but he said uh, 99 more things than that. So really, he, he's the, the, the culprit of all of this. See, we don't want to look at the little bit uh, that we've added to it. And God is saying, I just need you. See, when I deal with you, I don't need to. I'm not worried about the 99 that he did. I'm just worried about the one that you did, my friend. I just need to bring you to an understanding of the one where you will humble yourself before me and repent that to me so I can deal with the 99 with him. Glory be to God. Are we willing to deal with the one? Are we willing to deal with the one? See, this, when we're talking about praying, do you know the, the interesting thing is that we, and we are called to this, to intercede and to pray for others. But even when we are interceding and praying for others, when we're praying for ourselves, or when we're praying for situations, guess who praying? That's you and God. So the, in order for the, the, the communication lines to be clear and not have any stagnation, for you, for you to be able to hear and for God to be able to speak very clearly to you and for you to be able to speak very clearly to, to him, that means that your line has to be clear. Not the other person's line. See, and the thing about it is, is you can't fix their line. The 99, you can't fix that. Only he can fix that. Or her. 
Glory be to God. But the thing that you have to be concerned about is will I fix my line? And see, and sometimes we go through things that are so hurtful and painful that we we mad, so mad that we ain't even willing to clear our own line that we may be able to receive from the Lord. My God. And he's saying that, see, here's an example of one that was willing to humble themselves, Daniel here, to clear his line, glory be to God, that I may hear him. And so here, going back to uh, verse 12, now we're going to get to the real second part. See, so there's the, the, we have a prerequisite, and that prerequisite is for us to make sure that we harbor iniquity. See, in order to know that you ain't harboring iniquity, again, you have to, we have to constantly, somebody say constantly, be examining our own self. Do everybody see the dilemma? This, you know, do you, can, can you see the trick of the enemy in examining or constantly examining yourself uh, when you've been hurt? See, the trick of the enemy has got you focused on the pain and the hurt that came from somebody else and not, and he don't want you to look. And not even for a second, because see, that's what's going to clear your line to give you, to bring forth the prayer to the Lord that's going to bring forth some deliverance. He wants that line static, uh, with static on it. In there. So he don't want you to be able to, to see any parts of what you may have contributed, even if it was the very least. That's the trick of the enemy, my friend. He wants your eyes to stay focused on the other. He wants your eyes to stay focused on the source of your hurt and your pain. Yes, and as long as our eyes is focused on the source of our hurt and pain, we will never examine ourselves to the fullest. We will never humble ourselves enough to, to, to examine ourselves to where God can clear that. Come on, somebody. So this is very important, my friends. So, you know, many of us, we can all pray. But can, uh, can, can all of our prayers be heard? Glory be to God. And guess what? Nobody can't control that for you. You can only control it for yourself. And it starts with us examining ourselves. That we don't have no iniquity in our hearts. Not towards our brother, not towards our co-worker, not towards an enemy. An enemy ain't somebody that, that you don't like. It's somebody that you know that don't like you. Come on, let's we're gonna keep it straight. Because some of us think our enemies is the people that we don't like. And the word of God says that we as believers should not have any enemies. Or, or be the enemy, excuse me, to anybody. Nobody should say that that's my enemy because what they will be saying is that's the person that don't like me. And as a Christian, we nobody should be able to say that about us. We might have many enemies, people that come against us or people that don't love, don't, don't like us. But what does the Bible say about for us as it pertains to our enemies? It says, love your enemies. Do good to those who despitefully use you and mistreat you and all of these different things. We are to love those that don't like us. And it should be nobody that we uh, don't like, therefore, that they could call us an enemy. Come on, somebody. So in this, it's important more than anything that we make sure, I can't say it enough, to make sure that our line is clear unto the Lord as it pertains to us. Amen. Amen. And then, guess what's next? What's next is just what Daniel experienced. 
Because once your heart is set to understand it, as verse 12 says, and to humble yourself before God, your words will be heard. And I have come, this is what the angel of the Lord spoke to Daniel, I have come because of your words. In verse 14, 13 it says, but, and this is where the rubber meets the road. Now we're going to get to why we may sometimes feel like our prayers have not been heard or answered. Look what it says. It says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia, which is a representation, that's just an allegory, a allegory, that this is talking about the prince of the kingdom of this world. We're talking about the enemy himself. We're talking about Satan and the kingdom of the enemy itself. Look what happened. He says, but the prince. So here's the picture. The angel of the Lord was sent as soon as Daniel made his petition unto God. Okay? As soon as Daniel prayed, God dispatched the angel to, uh, to, to go and to minister the understanding to Daniel and, and, uh, and what he was praying about in particular in this situation was the, the dreams and the visions that he had uh, that God had showed him of the, of the kingdom for the kingdom of Israel his people and he was broken as a result of that because what God showed him obviously it wasn't for that day it was for a latter day but the fact of the matter is it hurt him so bad because he he seen the, the direction through the vision and through the dream that God had given him where the people of God was going. Amen. And so when he had made the petition to get the understanding of what this dream and this vision was really all about, he, uh, God says that, uh, or the word of God says that he, the, the angel told him, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia will stood me for 21 days. For 21 days. And he says, and behold, the angel Michael, my good friend, he says, one of the chief princes came to help me. For I had been left alone there with the king of Persia. He was in a battle. The angel that was sent to, to, to answer and to bring forth understanding to Daniel when he first prayed had been held up for 21 days because the prince of the darkness, come on somebody, uh, withstood him and it took angel uh, Michael the archangel come on somebody to come alongside him to, uh, to engage in warfare with the prince of darkness hallelujah and look at verse 14 it says and now I have come to make understanding or to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days for the vision refers to many days yet to come not today See, Daniel was probably under the impression from the vision that that calamity was going to come upon him right now. But the angel came to dispatch, dispatch to him was to bring him understanding that this was a latter-day thing. It says in verse 15, when he had spoken such words to me, this is Daniel, I turned my face towards the ground and became speechless. And suddenly, one having the likeness of the son of man, touched my lips and many believe that that is Jesus himself he says and then I opened my mouth and spoke saying to him who stood before me that's the angel my lord because of the vision my sorrow had overwhelmed me and I have retained no strength 
For how can this your servant, a man of the Lord, talk with you, my Lord? As for me, no strength remains in me, nor is any uh, breath left in me. Then again, the one having the likeness of the man, of a man, touched him and strengthened him, and he has said, "O man, greatly beloved." This is Daniel. He says, "O man, greatly beloved." There's that reminder of Daniel. He was greatly loved. Fear not. Peace be unto you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened. And I said, my Lord, let my, excuse me, let my Lord speak. For you have strengthened me. Then he said, do you know why I have come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I have gone forth, indeed the prince of Greece will come. It says in verse 21, but I will tell you that uh, what is noted in the scriptures of truth. No one upholds me against these except the prince, the Michael, the prince. So here, what is being said, my friend, is that we have uh, an angel. We have somebody that's on our behalf that when we pray, Glory be to God. From a place of desire and understanding. And from a, a humble place. Just because you have not had or seen the answer yet. Glory be to God. Don't know that God has hurt you. See, you can be assured that God has hurt you. And when you are assured that God has hurt you, then you can know that the answer is coming. Come on, somebody. It may take one day. It may take two days. It may take 21 days, my friend. Glory be to God. But this is what, this is the confidence that we can have as believers. See, when you know that you have uh, walked in the prerequisite, that you've cleared your heart of iniquity, then you can, this is the confidence. Come on, somebody. And we got to know this. And this is what God wants to share with us today because some, we need to know this. Somebody is going through something right now and you need to know that God has hurt you. But what's happening is, is that that what you, the understanding that God wants to give you is so important to the kingdom of God, as well as to yourself, to your family, glory be to God, that the enemy himself is, is, is sent out to fight, try to block that. He don't want you to get it. And in the spirit, come on somebody. See, this is spiritual things that's happening. This is why we have to, that we got to understand that the weapons of our warfare is not carnal. But they are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds, my friend. See, this is a stronghold that is fighting against the angel that is sent to give you the understanding. Glory be to God. And today, God is proclaiming understanding. He needs you to understand this. Because what he needs you to do is to continue to pray without ceasing, my friend. Glory be to God to know that he is God. And that him being God, that he loves his children, and, and how much more will he do for us? Come on, somebody. And not to be discouraged or be dismayed. God is wanting to encourage you today to hear him through his word. The spirit of truth, the word of truth. To hear him. And that he is working on your behalf. 
that he is the one that has already been said that will never leave you nor forsake you. And it don't matter. See, this is it, it's combined with the understanding of us understanding why we are left here, my friend. See, and one of the problems for much of us in the church right now is because our focus and our perspective of why we left here is all about us and not about the kingdom. We have the wrong perspective, so this is the reason why we have a struggle with, the, with prayer or even understanding, my friend. This is why we have little confidence in the fact that God has already sent the answer when it first when I, when the prayer first went up. It may be 21 days later and I haven't received the answer, but it ain't because God ain't answering. It's because the enemy is at work. And will we have the, the, the fortitude to lean not on our own understanding? But in all our ways, continue to acknowledge Him. Will we trust in the Lord? And lean not on our own understanding. But to continue to acknowledge Him in all our ways. Knowing that He is the one that is directing our path. See, this is what He was talking about from the beginning of service today. This is what He's talking about. That we got to know for sure that. that us being here is not by happenstance. We cannot take anything for granted. We got to be locked in into, and, 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 and tied into the fact that it's God is the one that is orchestrating all of this. We can't get into the routine of life that is going to lead us to this complacent place of just taking one day from the next or one moment from the next for granted. It is God that gives breath in our life. And you see that he had to restore the even not only the strength, but he had to restore the breath in Daniel. And God is wanting to restore some breath and some strength into each and every one of us today. Will you hear and receive his word today? It's a no. And when I say no, I mean no. That means not hope. This is beyond hope. This is to know within your spirit and within yourself. It's just like the young man said, this is why we got to be tied and linked in the spirit. Because the only knowing is going to come in the spirit. It ain't going to be because your flesh is hoping. It's been far too long that the church has been hoping in the flesh. It ain't no, it ain't no connection there, my friend. There's no connection there. Come on, somebody. Glory be to God. God is saying that we hear my voice today. And you, you said it, well, he that have an ear to hear what you hear, what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. This is our victory, my friend. This is the, this is the thing that, this is the victory that we have in Jesus. And see, you, if, if anybody knows that victory is in Jesus, you know that you have already won. Hallelujah. See, come on, you know what I'm saying. We always win. We always win. See, there's a song that we sing here. It's called Victory Belongs to No, not Victory. Uh, Victory Belongs to Jesus. It ain't because we acknowledge it. It ain't because we gave it to him. But because it's his already. And, and thank, thank glory be to God that we, are, that we could be enlightened to the fact that we know that, it, that it's his. See, it ain't his because we gave it to him, but it's his. Now, thank God that we're enlightened, that we can see that victory is his. Yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. And say in that. See, when the, when the song goes on to say that when you know that victory belongs to Jesus, and not because you acknowledge it, not because you attributed it, not because you give it, 
but because it's his. He says, forever we win. Forever we win. Come on. Hey. Hallelujah. We are in the winning circle. So even when it looks like we lose it, we forever we win. See, this is the victory. This is the confidence that we can walk in. Forever we win. Glory be to God. And that's a beautiful thing because even in the victory that is forever ours and forever us winning, it ain't because of us. So it ain't even about us. It's because of who we in and where, and where we belong and where we live. Glory be to God. Where we walk. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. My God. This is a serious charge. It's a serious enlightenment. And it's one that God is sending out to you and me. You're not here by happenstance, my friend. God needed you to be reminded and to be confident, confident and comforted with these words to know that he has heard you. And that yes, the answer, he's already sent it on his way. But don't think it's strange that it may be delayed because of the, the, the prince of Persia. Yes, because see, the prince of Persia don't care about you. He wants to destroy you. So he wants to hold up your blessing. Glory be to God. But God says, I have, if I got to, I'll send out another angel, the angel, the Michael, God bless you. Hallelujah. And he, and he, and between the two, we, you can't lose, my friends. So the answer is coming. It's already on its way. Glory be to God. But the question is, will you continue to pray? Will you continue to sit this in? Remember what prayer is. See, this prayer ain't just, we ain't got to, he ain't saying continue to beg me for something I already said. But continue to come and sit in my presence so I can remind you that it's already on its way. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That we may be reminded that it's already on its way. So that thing that you need to, for God to do in your family, in your husband, in your children, it's already sitting. It's on its way, my friend. It's on its way. It's on its way. It's on its way. It's on its way. It was the will of God. From the beginning. Soon as he heard you. See, because do you understand? And here, and we don't, this is where we're going to close it. Because I want everybody to be clear as in, in, in context of what God is saying. Do you see what Daniel was praying about? He wasn't praying for a, a new Cadillac and a house on the hill. That's not what it said. But what he was praying about was understanding, Lord God, of that which you've already shown me about your people so I can know how to uh, to, uh, have an understanding of how you want to use me when you open the door. Glory be to God. Come on, somebody. And so here in context, my friend, you know, and, and let me just add to it. You know, we are the children of the Most High God, and He and Jesus said it Himself that if men know how to give good gifts to the to their own children, how much more will God give to us? He already said that if you seek Me first in the kingdom of God, all of these things will be added unto you. He already said that He'll meet all of our needs according to His riches and glory. Glory be to God. 
So we don't have to worry about the material things. He already took care of that. But what he's talking about here in context, my friend, is that deliverance from strongholds in your family, from uh, uh, curses, family curses, a generational curses that you've been praying about. He's talking about deliverance, my friend. He's talking about healing and setting free in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Which one of us will petition and pray without ceasing for deliverance? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God don't need us to continue to pray about material stuff. He says he owns it all. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The real prerequisite for us being able to handle all of the, the, the cattle on a thousand hills is, is, is our diligence and our stewardship. That's a whole other story. But to be an interceder for the kingdom and for your family and for those for the spiritual things, my friend. It takes a, a, a desire to understand the ways of God. It takes a desire to humble yourself before the Almighty God. See, that's what it says, that he humbled himself before the Almighty God. Hallelujah. This is what made him a greatly beloved. You are greatly beloved. And God is just saying, I'm giving you this understanding so you can align yourself to the way it goes. Don't worry about what you should eat or what you should drink. I got that. Because see, when we ain't worried about natural things, then we can stay focused on spiritual things. Glory be to God. We can keep before him in our prayers the spiritual things. Amen. Yes. God loves us. Yes, yes. And he wants to impart. You have to be mature. God, trust me. God don't care. The word of God says very clearly that he does not cast his pearls before the swine. Amen. And what that means is he's not imparting understanding the truth or the revelation of his word to somebody that will reject it. So he knows if you are here today and you hear this word is because he knows that you are at that place in your heart to receive it. He knows. We might not know, but he knows. And we got to trust in him more than trusting in ourselves. So if God says that you are ready to receive this word, whether you realize it or not, receive it, my friend. Because he wants to use you for the glory of the kingdom. Hallelujah. My God. Today is your day, my friends. Today is your day. Today is your day. I ain't talking about to be saved because you're already saved. I ain't talking about to believe in Jesus because you already believe in Jesus. But today is your day to be set free, to move forward in the kingdom. That God, that you can become the vessel that is fit for the master's use, the one that he wants to use. Glory be to God. And the only question is, is are you willing to accept that which God is, is extending to you today? And realize that it is a privilege. For God to be able to stand it. Because he don't cast his pearls before the swine. He knows that you are ready. But the question is. Will you accept what he knows. And denounce or deny what you know. Because what we know is. Man I got all of this stuff going on in my life. Man I need to do this. I got to get ready. No God says you are already ready. All I need you to do is to deny yourself today. Deny yourself. And take on what I know. That's picking up the cross. 
That's a part of picking up the cross. That's the confidence in being able to pick up the cross because I ain't walking what I know. I'm a walking what God knows. And he says, I'm ready. Somebody say, I'm ready because God says I'm ready. Yes, indeed. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, baby. Don't worry about that. And I say to you today that if you know, if you will it, if you are here today and you are ready to accept what God knows about you, where he's calling you to, are you, you ready to make that commitment to, to step up to the plate, to walk in what he knows? Let us come into agreement this morning. And let us pray a prayer of agreement. A prayer out of uh, with a desire of understanding and, and a place of, from humility to say, God, Lord, I'm gonna deny myself because what I know is my circumstances in the natural. I see what uh, the, you know, all of the cares of the life that's around me. But I believe today in hearing your word that you know something greater. Hallelujah. And if you are willing to accept that, come to the front right now. Let us pray the prayer of agreement with you. Hallelujah. What you've done this morning. Glory be to God. We just make the proclamation and it's something that you have to worry about. But be ready to do anything because God says, I'm ready to do everything in your life. All this is going to make us willing to yield and submit ourselves to the way, the plan, and the way of God. Yes, yes. So, no, you don't have to figure it out. Yes. How you can do it. Cause see, if you figure it out, then you do what it God ain't. But all he's looking for is a little bit this morning. To say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And when you say yes, Lord, he says it's done. I got you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to him. If you're able to lift your hands to him. Thank you, Lord. Father, today is a day that we, this vessel, this woman, this man, 